Thank you for checking out Blog Theater from Happy Living. Blog Theater is Scott Berry's take on a blog post on happyliving.com. Scott is a former NFL draft pick who has turned his talents to screenwriting and performing his critically acclaimed one-man shows Solo Gig Squared and Rise. He is a man of many talents, and we hope you enjoy his burst of inspiration. Hidden Health Benefits of Exercise is the blog of the moment to be tested. The introduction is written by Happy Living content Sherpa, Mr. Kyle Gersper, with the body of the post written by paleo and fitness expert Daryl Edwards, author of two great books, Paleo Fitness and Paleo from A to Z. Now, I have to confess my ignorance regarding the paleo movement. When I hear paleo, I think of regular 21st century folks at a weekend retreat wearing caveman outfits and eating brontosaurus burgers, followed by images of the Flintstones. But knowing that my imagination and reality are not always one, I start with the definition of the word paleo. My Google search takes me through the literal definition, old or ancient, which doesn't help much, to a cartoon explanation of paleo where I am the numbskull saying, you mean that caveman diet where you only eat meat? The cartoon is clearly meant as a joke because that's not what paleo is. Paleo, it turns out, is about eating real, whole, unprocessed foods that are more healthful than harmful to our bodies. Okay, I get it. That's the food part. Natural, organic, unprocessed foods, including meat. That makes sense to me. We've talked a lot in these blogs about the overly processed foods of today that defy and defile nature of yesterday. But Mr. Daryl Edwards in his blog here uses a quote from the Greek physician Hippocrates, the father of medicine, to make a second and equal point. Eating alone will not keep man well. He must also take exercise. I couldn't agree more. And this is the point of the blog where my mind begins to stir. And then I read more quotes, these in Daryl's own words, and one in particular that jumps from the page, exercise is medicine. He then goes on to list nine solid reasons how exercise makes you healthier. And they're all good and great and empowering. For example, how exercise reduces inflammation, contributes to diverse gut flora, regulates cortisol release, improves mood via endorphins, dopamine, and serotonin, improves sleep quality, lowers blood glucose, increases our lipid profiles, and improves cholesterol ratios lowers blood pressure, and improves cognition, a.k.a. brain health. This, this cornucopia of human gifts, just from exercise alone. It's like a nine-for-one sale on steroids, which begs the question, why don't we do it more? You know, move and exercise. Hold that thought. Because it's the very last sentence of Daryl's blog that strikes me in the heart and then the head and then actually makes me angry and frustrated and inspired all at the same time. Movement is medicine. Movement, not exercise, which is clearly the same thing, is medicine. Movement. Now, we already know that, right? So why does he have to say it? Why don't we move more? Why do we need books and seminars and motivational coaches and guys like Daryl to remind us why is it so bloody hard just to get out and move? 
Why does Daryl even need to remind us of the health benefits of exercise? Hidden? Where? Inside us? Us? As if we don't know something that we've instinctually known since the second we were born? That movement is medicine? So where has this knowledge gone? Think back when you were a kid. How did sitting feel? In class, in church, in the car for hours on end. For me, it was torture. For my six-year-old daughter, it's torture. For all the kids in her kindergarten class, it's torture. And yet, over and over, we pounded into kids' heads to sit still. Why are we so intent on torturing them and ourselves later in life with a myriad of health issues that could be avoided if we just followed our primal instincts and moved? But no, we value the kid sitting perfectly still, much more than we value the kid running like a wild animal howling at the top of their lungs. We never say, look at Johnny running and jumping and hopping and digging and swinging. What an animal that kid is. No. We've conditioned ourselves to sit in front of computers and in cubicles and on planes, trains, and automobiles, commuting to our jobs where we'll sit some more, eight to ten hours a day of sitting and staring at a screen. That doesn't sound so paleo to me. We don't value jobs that require our bodies either. We hold a white collar far above a blue collar. I'm born and bred from blue collar men and women who got up and worked all day and came home dirty and spent. And as hard as it was, there was something satisfying about a day spent moving. You could see it in their faces. In fact, my grandfather was a hard-drinking carpenter who died a month from 90. I'd bet a hundred bucks if he sat on his bum his whole life, he wouldn't have lived to see 50. I had my first blue-collar job when I was eight, mowing lawns, then cleaning a packing shed, then swinging a hammer in construction during my high school and college summers, and nothing felt better than a day of building and climbing and lifting. Sure, it was exhausting at times, but satisfying on a primal and instinctual level. When I was a starving actor and writer in Los Angeles, from time to time I would take a construction job just to work and move, as if my body was begging me. My daughter went to a play school, not a preschool. I wanted her to learn how to trust her instincts, and if her instincts told her to move and run and jump, then she would do exactly that. And now she has no problem playing all day or sitting through a whole movie without a peep. She can move and she can sit still. Movement is not just her medicine, but her medication. Especially at a time when way too many kids are medicated. Here's another example. I taught an autistic class in Los Angeles for eight months. Another of my starving rider day jobs. We had mild to severe cases. I was warned going in that one of our most severe students, a 10-year-old kid named Jason Kim, was a runner. And it happened one day. He bolted out the front door and took off running. I gave chase. And as I was chasing him, he looked over his shoulder at me with a big smile on his face like this was a game to him. I stopped and walked back to class. The teacher's aides asked me where he was. I said, running. They told me to go get him. I said, don't worry, he'll be back. Besides, the whole school's fence. Where, where's he going to go? Ten minutes later, I opened the front door and there he is. But that's not the point of this story. The point is that the next morning, instead of sitting in our chairs, I took the whole class out to the playground and said, run as long as you want. 
and off went Jason, first out of the blocks around the asphalt track. He ran and ran and ran, and then he walked a couple of laps, and then he walked right up to me with a look that said, I'm done. So we walked back to class and sang our songs and read our books with a focus I'd never seen from him. And a couple weeks later, the principal, she stops me in the hallway. She had seen us calmly walking to lunch one day and wondered what I was doing with Jason to calm him down. I said, running. She asked me again, no, no, I mean, what are you doing? What technique are you using? I said, running. That experience is exactly why my daughter is now in a Waldorf-inspired kindergarten, where she gets to play and run and jump and build things and make meals with her hands. The legendary Scottish educator A.S. Neal said it himself, Childhood is playhood, and a child's basic instinct is to move. When we tell a child to sit still, to ignore their primal instincts, that's where we kill their will. That's where we create a disconnect between their intuition and themselves and make them sick. When I say we, I mean us, adults. Let me say it again. Childhood is playhood and movement is medicine. Sweating under a midday sun is not the same as sweating under a fluorescent light with our asses glued to a chair. I know I've probably spent a good 10 years of my life with my ass glued to a chair. So thank you. Daryl Edwards, and thank you, Kyle and Matt at Happy Living, for reminding us that movement is medicine. Please let us never forget. Thank you for listening to Blog Theater from Happy Living. If you enjoyed this performance, please leave us a kind review. To read the inspiration for this episode of Blog Theater, go to happyliving.com backslash blogtheater.